Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for the gift of our life. We thank you for the air we breathe. We thank you for all the beauty in nature that you have given around us to behold and to steward. We thank you for the gift of our family, of our friends. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us the gift of your word, your written express will for us, the operating instructions for our life. And you reveal to us the mysteries in there, your principles, your prophecies, and your promises that you want us to live by. So that when we walk in that light that you shed upon our lives, revealing to us all the dark corners and showing us the way forward, Lord. And we do not stray out of it. Then that hedge of protection around us is automatically erect. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with this gift of being quickened towards you. You call us by name and we come. We thank you, Lord, for the love that you shower upon us. Your unchangeable, your unending love, your unfathomable love that you gave of everything that you have. You bankrupted heaven for us. You gave everything on us, on the earth to us. And yet you keep coming after us and for us. Even in our sinful and our fallen state, you do not forget us. You keep coming for us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for that love. Teach us to love like you, Father. And we thank you for the peace and the joy that you put into our hearts. Every time we come to you, we share that same peace and that joy that helps us Put all our worries and our cares aside and focus on that time with you in prayer. Focus on what we have come to receive so that when you provide that revelation, that understanding and the wisdom to apply it, then every problem becomes a straightforward situation with a solution in it. Your provision is what prevails over all that stands in adversity against us. We share that same peace and that joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group today. And we share it with all those that do not yet know you personally and all those that do not want to know you. We ask for a quickening in their spirits, Lord, that their hearts be turned towards you and they receive of your glory that brings transformation in their lives. So we come in confidence and we call on your name, the name of our Most High, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator of heaven and earth, the Lifter of men, the one whose hand is not short to redeem us. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, the one who gave of his everything for us, the cornerstone on which our Christian experience and our life in the kingdom is built. The word himself, 
the Holy One of Israel who came to redeem the one who taught us faith. So our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption is here. The Word Himself who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. The one who reveals the nature and the heart of the Father to us. The one who showed us the ideal life that we ought to live by leading by example. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God. The spirit who created heaven and earth at the spoken word of the father. The one who quickens us and heals our backsliding. The one who has made his tabernacle in our lives. Now raising us from a life that was leading towards death. Into one that is eternal in the kingdom of the father. The one who changes the times and the seasons. Our comforter, our advocate our intercessor, our counsellor, our strengthener and our standby. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit and that gift of prayer where we can combine your word and your spirit moves with it when we release faith. In the same way, he moved and hovered over an earth that was void and formless, no matter how difficult or compromised our life looks like. No matter how much under attack we have been from the enemy. When he gets involved and that word is spoken. Everything becomes beautiful in your time. We thank you Lord that you have blessed us. With the gift of life. With the gift of with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. And with every physical gift by way of your provisions for our life out of your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with everything else that we need, that you bid us live in accordance with the rule that you set up in the book of law, where you express your will for our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this gift of prayer not just to be able to legally authorize you to step into our situations when we have problems, but even in good times, to worship you, to commune with you, and to spend that time of relationship with you, rejoicing in your love and your mercy for us. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak. Every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this ministry, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. And all those that we are praying for today, by the precious blood of Jesus, we declare it as our hedge of protection, our spiritual barricade. That every force of wickedness that comes against it be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Father. We call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word by proclaiming your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth. 
and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day and we declare it will not return to us empty but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For life is in the power of our tongue. And that is what we choose today. In the last two days, we have been reflecting on the parable of the fig tree from Luke 13, verse 6 to 9. And one of the revelations there on that fig tree was also, uh, it was also that the fig tree was barren. It wasn't bearing fruit. Today we reflect a little on that barrenness. Barrenness is the lack of or even the absence of productivity. In Genesis 1 verse 28, when God created man in his image and likeness, the very first blessing was be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So if we are not being fruitful there, then that is not the life that God has planned for us. And that is reaffirmed where we see it in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Plans to bless us and not to put us in harm's way. So a blessing is an empowerment to produce fruit, to produce outcomes that are positive in our lives. And that is not just limited to bearing children, but to being successful spiritually first and then in the physical life as well. So you can have spiritual barrenness and physical barrenness as well. And the opposite of that blessing is a curse, which actually produces barrenness. We see in Genesis 3 verse 17, when man sinned, God cursed the earth for his sake. When you look at subsequent verses, it says the earth will only produce thorns and thistles. The earth was made barren. That it would not produce fruit for Cain. Such that he would have to toil hard and in the sweat of his brow he should eat bread. That's what the subsequent verse says. <clears throat> but later God was to restore that to Noah when in Genesis 8 was 22 out of Noah's obedience when he followed God's instructions God gave him the law of seed time and harvest he said as long as or while the earth remains seed time and harvest will always be there so barrenness is a direct outcome of a curse that could be from God. It could also be wickedness. Here's another example. Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26. Which says, Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be upon your food and your water. I will take away sickness from among you and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. 
So that is a direct instruction. And he gives the consequences as well. And a lot of us would like to think about, well, that's arm twisting. We're saying, if I don't worship, then I will be barren. But God's purposes are bigger than that. He says, if you move out of that zone of worship, you will be attacked by the enemy. And that is where things start to go downhill. We need to look at it from that perspective. So he says, what he's essentially saying is there is stay with me. So now let's look at some of the reasons of barrenness. And the first one is disobedience of God's laws, which we saw a direct impact there on Cain and the obedience of Noah bringing him the blessing and through him for his generations. When we sin or disregard God's instructions, then we look at that as written in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15 onwards. It says, it will bring a curse on us. The second one, there is a trend seen with Abraham. Now, this is an example that I'm using. It's not really a direct cause, but it's sort of a trend that is observed there. With Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all three of them lied. Abraham and Isaac directly lied about their wives being their sisters. And then you look at the wives in these three generations. Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel were initially barren. With no children until the Lord opened their wombs. So the opening of the womb is a gift from the Lord. And their barrenness was understood as God withholding their gift or blessing of the womb. It may or may not be directly related to whatever they have done at that stage. But it's important for us to look at the fact that their obedience and then their prayer, which we will touch on later, is what brought the opening of the wombs, their faith. Another example is that of Mishal, the daughter of Saul. She was the first wife of King David. The Bible records that she, that she offended David when she rebuked him for dancing naked before the Ark of the Covenant. And then it goes on to complete her story and record that to, her, to the day of her death, she had no children. So that could potentially be a reason for it, which not only offended David, but offended God as well. But there are others that may argue that she was married to David for years before that. But that's another example of a person struggling with barrenness, as was recorded in the Bible. We see another example of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. And then again, when she prayed, the Lord opened her womb. When she cried before the Lord at the temple in Shiloh. A third potential cause is laziness. And this is directly connected with productivity. The Bible says, he that does not sow will not reap. And he that looks to the left and to the right before and thinks too much, before sowing, 
would not reap. You can see that in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4. Talks about the person looking at the wind and then looking at the clouds. Looking at the changing times. A fourth mention we have seen, and these are by no means exhaustive. It is just a few that I have scraped from the Bible and there could potentially be many more there. The fourth one, which is seen directly, is in Leviticus 20, verses 20 and 21, where it talks about incestuous relationships. So sexual relations within the family, adultery within the family. And it says that can directly lead to being childless or barren. Barrenness can manifest in the form of physical limitations, but it can also manifest in the form of spiritual limitations. Where we are praying sometimes and we keep on praying, but we see that there is no outcomes coming. There are spiritual blocks that may have been put on certain lives as well. That's where witchcraft and sorcery come in. Many people struggle out of that witchcraft or sorcery that is done over their lives, more often than not out of jealousy or out of revenge. However, all is not lost. Out of barrenness can also come God's miraculous work. Many of his chosen leaders came from women that were considered barren. So, Sarah's son Isaac, Rebecca's son Jacob, Hannah's son Samuel, Elizabeth's son John, who was called John the Baptist. All of these women were considered barren. And yet we see the Bible records that God opened their wombs. Let's look at in those very examples, how did they overcome barrenness? That might be an opportunity for us to look back at what do we, what can we do there? Abraham and Sarah overcame their barrenness through faith. The Bible says he did not consider the deadness of their reproductive capacity. Instead, he considered the faithfulness of God, believing that if he said he would do it, he would definitely do it. And then he meditated on the promises of God thereby holding on to hope. You see a bit of that mentioned in Romans 4 as well. And that hope itself is the second key to never give up or give in to doubt or fear despite all the negative reports. It's say your project will not succeed. It's say you will not have a child. Holding on to hope. Remember these miracle babies then at that time. You remember these miracle babies recorded in the Bible. And you speak over your day, your projects, your womb. Holding on to that hope. The third one, Genesis 25 tells us that Isaac prayed for his wife Rebecca and she conceived. The Lord opened her womb. Likewise, Rachel, Jacob's wife, although Leah had a lot of children, 
Rachel had none. And she then kept on praying to the Lord. And it says the Lord heard her prayer. And so it would be with you. The Bible says in James 5 verse 16, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous one avails much. And you can see a direct example in this case to be that of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. She was tormented by the other wife of her husband who had children. She was tormented just for the sake of not having children. And then she prayed and cried her heart out before the Lord at Shiloh. And when she promised to dedicate her son to the Lord, the Lord blessed her and opened her womb. But along with that prayer, we need to take steps of faith as well. Here we recall the testimony of Brother Newton, which Brother Vivek has often spoken about. That's a living example. It's not just something that was written in the Bible where we think, oh, that is what happened then, but this is now. This is a living example before us. Who called his child from the unseen to the sea and by name, he called him a name, he gave him a name. And it took a while, but we have seen his testimony shared on our prayer group as well, where he did see that result. He called his son and he did have a son. It could have been a daughter also, but it was exactly the son that he spoke of. And he named him the same name. And the fourth one, uh, curses from demonic oppression, from witchcraft and sorcery. There could also be soul ties as a fifth one with other former partners or other persons. And in such cases, ministration of deliverance may also be necessary to unblock those destinies, to open what is shut, to open the womb of productivity in our lives, not just to bear children, but when I say womb of productivity is success, maybe even on your jobs, on your financial front, a lot of other fronts that could have been blocked, that productivity, that fruitfulness could have been blocked by demonic oppression. In that case, you need to see a deliverance minister. Psalm 113 verse 9 says, He makes the barren woman to keep house. And to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Do not just look at this as barren woman. Well, I'm a man. So, you look at it with spiritual eyes and think, well, I need to be productive. I need to be fruitful in every way of my life. In that sense, I need to have those children, that outcome. And it says here, he makes the barren woman to keep house. She will not lose. She will be a joyful mother. You will be a joyful mother of what you are producing there. You will be that source of that success. God can open a blocked womb. He can pour out blessings. But it is also up to us to not deliberately block our blessings through ignorance of his ways or through sin. We shall stop here on this. Tomorrow, I'd like to make a prayer against that barrenness. Tomorrow's reflection will be a prayer itself. I'd like us to bring all those that we are praying for in unknown circles 
and we lift them up in our prayer that the Lord open their womb of productivity in their lives. Whatever area in their life that they are barren of. There are some that are not getting jobs as well. Let us make a prayer of agreement there against that barrenness tomorrow. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your reflection. We thank you, Lord, for the revelation that you pour in our hearts even when we personally reflect on this further on our lives and those around us. And you show more of your light to us then, Lord, that influences our personal prayer that we make so that we can reach out to each of these and make our prayer of agreement with them, believing that we have received. And we know, Lord, that you cannot lie. You will not go against your word. If you have said it, you will also do it. This is what your word says. And we stand on that word. We ask for that spiritual edification, Lord, that bump in our faith to go to the next level there and to make that prayer in the name of Jesus, knowing that what we pray with his name must be done. You will do it for us as well, Lord. You will not refuse it. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, for all families that are embattled, facing division or separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends as well, especially those that are not yet saved. Lord, we thank you that you have heard us and you always hear us. As we release our faith together as our prayer of agreement, one in the spirit with you, we know in our hearts, Lord, that that prayer is an answered prayer at this altar in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your faith in your tongue, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sandakara, 
Ambra canta la malala de silerese tereste ketekete. Shada la randa rajala radala radaba. Cabraqueste tesiola ratala rastam branchanda reset. Shara kenda papa piazza. Reca tosta la braceta rajala radarada baradaba. Banto crasta la brasta tasta. Hania jetanto de recetete. Sera nana nambrose la brosta, che lambra catesatiata, aia nana nambrasta, atocrasia, aia che teste Para bonde de Shandakarapapa <laughs> Shandakadia, <laughs> 
in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Romans 5.19. For as for one person's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by one person's obedience, many will be made righteous. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's reflections, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, the Divine Mercy and the Rosary, please share them with your family and your friends. All recordings are stored on our YouTube channel and on our podcast channels as well. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews 6, verse 11 to 15, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end, so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Under the mercy and the grace, and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us overtakes us as well. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day, so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. We're blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Lord. God bless everyone.